1: Flacco fevers running
0: wild another Browns
1: win fantasy football playoffs a lot to get to let's get going right now on the sick podcast with Andy McNamara turn
0: Turn up your volume Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Podcast. With Andy McNamara, the sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. Chubb runs, he's to the 10, 15, he's to the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. There goes Chubb, he's to the 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown, shabba-lubba-hub. It's going to be sick.
1: Hey, everybody. How about everyone have their victory Monday coffee, their victory pancakes, extra chocolate chips on that one? Joe Flacco, my God. Fantastic. I want all the, I don't want the cure for Flacco fever. I want a booster shot. I want nothing. Well, more Flacco. Joe freaking Flacco. Who would have thought, kids? Who would have thought beginning of the year we'd be not only relying on 38 year old Joe Flacco off his couch, but he'd be doing a great job. And apparently he ordered like NFL Sunday ticket. To start the year, he was watching the games, and now he's in winning games for the Cleveland Browns. Got his 100th career victory, sensational. I'm Andy McNamara. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter, x at AndyMC81, at SickPodBrowns, Instagram, and TikTok at AndyMCSports. Got the instant game reaction Sunday live show, 10 a.m. Eastern as well. Click subscribe, notifications on, and all that good stuff. Fantasy football playoffs gonna be starting soon as well. So we'll get some under the wire waiver wire pickups. In a little bit, but first, got to bring in my guy straight from the source, Cleveland, Ohio, from Big Play, host of the Matt Fontana Show. The aptly named Matt Matt Fontana.
0: How are you, buddy? I'm good, Andy. And waiver pickups are needed. I I like I edged my way. I'm in four leagues. Two was no question. I was in. I needed unfortunately Tyreek Hill to not go off on Monday night and I somehow yeah. made it in the one league my big money league so I'll be we definitely checking out for some waiver wire pickup oh for you. Yeah. I did somehow make it by the skin of my teeth I made it
1: <laughs> well thank you yeah I, it's it's that time I'm in on all four of my leagues but I needed for like seating positioning yeah, I needed yeah. like an eight touchdown day from Jordan Love and I didn't get it so you know a
0: nah, little 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 <laughs> little short there but that's a okay. <laughs>
1: little, little short. but you know what how funny is it to mix in Browns and fantasy football like Matt, if you had the cojones to start Joe Flacco last week, he, he was a top three fantasy quarterback.
0: I mean, it's crazy to talk about quarterbacks in general, right? With with the amount of numbers, the, the, the record that's been set in the NFL about how many starting quarterbacks there have been. They set the record for the most undrafted quarterbacks to start. Um, it, it's crazy. And you're right, Flacco. I mean, you know, two games of 250 yards and two touchdowns. That's actually more. Deshaun Watson only has one. And Joe yeah. Flacco has two of those games in the two that he's played. So, I mean, yeah, he's turned himself without a marquee receiving core either mm-hmm. has turned himself into a really serviceable quarterback, not only for the Browns but for a lot, a lot anybody out there that uh, needed a quarterback getting down the stretch around here.
1: And how about this for just just an extra sprinkle on top of the ice cream here, Matt? One more passing touchdown, just one, and he ties Kenny Baby Hands Pickett for the Pittsburgh Steelers for the most passing touchdowns. I saw that yesterday. And it just gave me great joy to just stick it again to those Pittsburgh fans.
0: Oh, there's so many stats about Pickett on what, like, Tommy DeVito has already oh. done. Like, there's already all these quarterbacks that have already surpassed the output that Kenny Pickett has uh, with that offense in Pittsburgh. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're in a lot of trouble over there, certainly. Oh, I don't so know good. too many. Because, again, I did take George Pickens in a couple of my leagues, and he that has not panned out to have any offensive player this year for the Steelers.
1: No, and you said Tommy DeVito. How about this For a a, nobody could have seen this coming stat. Tommy DeVito has outscored Patrick Mahomes in two of the last three weeks in fantasy football where they both played.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, it comes back to again, these finding these quarterbacks and again, teams that have had multiple injuries. You've had to throw Josh Dobbs in there for a couple of games. That was a real fantasy type of quarterback. And yeah, you draft the Justin Herberts of the world who haven't done very much. Trevor Lawrence, who we just saw, I mean, his fantasy year has been, yeah, the one game where he accounted for four touchdowns. And then he has more games this year with one touchdown or less than he has multiple touchdowns. Uh, It's been a crazy year from that standpoint.
1: Yeah, it it really has. And now, as we move to the Chicago Bears game coming into Cleveland, so good news for the Browns again, you're at home. They play so much better there, that home crowd, the defense especially. And Justin Fields, who's really had a hot and cold season, real life-wise, fantasy-wise, has come on. Great the last couple of weeks. Where are you at with this Bears team at? Because the last time we saw Justin Fields, a couple years ago, granted, but Miles Garrett just padded that stat line that Sunday.
0: Yeah, four sacks for him in that game. I think with Fields, it's been a lot of him, but a lot of like that supporting cast. I think mm-hmm. that they're using Cole Komet as they should. I think DJ Moore is starting to show uh, to be the receiver that they wanted to pick up. I think Khalil Herbert, their running back, has been a real resurgence for them. So I think it was, it was partially where – The Bears had battled so much of this is Justin Fields. He's got to do everything himself. Now he feels like I can just be not just the distributor, but I can get the football to other guys to make plays. Then that frees him up to be the electric quarterback that he can be. I'm a big believer in Justin Fields in the pro game. I think he is a perfect meld of what you want, of being able to move and run when you need to. But I still think he has arm talent. I still think he can make good throws. And he's a guy that I know there's a lot of questions with Iber Flus and what they're going to do with the Bears. But he's a guy, if they could just get him a good play caller, yeah, even some of the talent that they have, I think Justin Fields can be a really scary guy. So this is somebody that the Browns have seen before, which helps somebody that they can get ready to say we face running quarterbacks this year with what this defense could be. And we know that the difference between the home and road for the Browns defense, I think the team in general, certainly, but that defense at home is just completely different. And they're going to need that, you know, this Sunday with fields coming to town.
1: Well, what spooks me a bit, Matt is because when the Browns have faced running quarterbacks this year, not good, not good. And what was a little disturbing on the road was, Russell Wilson, who's not, you know, your traditional running quarterback, um, Miles Garrett came out after the game. And was like, oh, it caught us by surprise. It's like, hold on, Re- really? Why? <laughs> right? Like, like the the running aspect of it does make me nervous, and and especially with that committee you mentioned Herbert, but you got Donte Foreman back there. You got Ro- uh, Roshan Johnson. Like, there's there's a lot you can do with that run, and this defense doesn't necessarily play that well in that type of format.
0: No, and I think a lot of that has to do with the D line because mm. we know Miles. If you have a running quarterback, you have to get pressure up the middle. You have got to have Shelby Harris and Dalvin Tomlinson, who did have a really solid game with Moe Hurst. You have got to have some of these guys make plays coming up the field to then limit what they're doing on the outside. Now, you still need Zedarius Smith, who was a missing man for about a month. He came back and made a couple plays. And you still have Garrett. But that's where I look at the rest of that D-line to try to say, you've got to get pressure up the middle and force the pocket to collapse from the inside when it comes to slowing Herbert, or I'm sorry, uh, um, Fields or any running quarterback. Yep. And then having a linebacker like Jeremiah Wusikoromo, who you believe, okay, he's going to be your spy. We know JOK, his job being drafted is pretty much to stop Lamar Jackson. Uh, this is going to be a game that you assume JOK, who's played up and down, but has had some really solid games uh, over the last month. You're going to ask him to do – got to stop Justin Fields. you got to yep. somehow find a way uh, to, to just follow him around if he's going to be the straight spy – well, that'll be it, but it's gonna be a big game for J O okay. K.
1: Yeah, and he's played tremendously the last couple. Absolutely. And hopefully, Matt, if here's my thinking. If we can get Denzel Ward back, which was surprising that he didn't go, so hopefully that is another rest for that shoulder. You know, get him get him back. You put Denzel Ward in, really for the Bears, it's DJ Moore, it's Cole Komet, and then it's a bunch of running. So if you yeah. put Denzel in, you can take away Moore between Emerson and Newsom and Emerson two interceptions my goodness sensational you can I think try to neutralize uh, Komet and then you can try to make this Bears team one-dimensional and make Justin Fields make those tough throws because especially Matt if we combine the this upcoming game with uh, the last one like if we're giving out dog bones man like you Emerson Newsom just absolutely sensational it was great.
0: Yeah, and the tough thing is watching what uh, Evan Ingram did. But you know he's one of the better tight ends in yeah. the NFL this year in a lot of different metrics and stats. So same thing. It was almost like they were going to stop Zay Jones and Calvin Ridley and say, okay, if 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 Evan Ingram's going to beat us, and he tried mm-hmm. to, it was pretty close. But that you know the tight end, the Browns seem to never really cover the tight end all that well. But like yeah, that, it's I I mean wow. I think it's a linebacker thing. I think it might be a safety thing. You know, you're going to have to see a lot on Juan Thornhill if he's going to be able to go. I feel, you know, okay about Ronnie Hickman, Grant Delpit, newly signed. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to put a lot on that middle of that defense to try to slow down, you know, Cole Komet. But you're right. I mean, that gives you the pieces to kind of move it around. And MJ is big enough that if he needs to go up against the tight end, he can.
1: Like we give, you know, and sometimes rightfully so, either Stefanski, Andrew Barry, a hard time. But we got to give credit where it's due. MJ Emerson, third round. Like, Matt, I remember I was in Vegas for the draft. And I pull up my phone and I'm watching the, I'm like, who the bleep is MJ Emerson? Who the hell? I never heard of the guy. And boy, the length. And he is just, to me, he has surpassed Greg Newsom as the number two. Like, this is a guy who is just a heck of a find by Andrew Barry. And especially with Denzel being so injury prone, the the way he plays, Browns are going to have to rely on him even more so.
0: Yeah. And with MJ, the, the thing was the size that we talked so much about, even when he first got drafted. And my question, ultimately, I remember saying that draft night myself, I go, maybe he's the safety in the future. You know, he's just Mm. so big. And I was just like, can he run? Is he going to be able to run? And you just even see that pass breakup that he had uh, going up. I think it was Zay Jones up the sideline where he was beat and and he closed that gap and got that arm back out. So the speed is there for a guy that big. Uh, You got a lot of pieces there that work for a good outside corner who can play physical, but then also you know, have the speed to stay with it for as much man as the Browns want to play. I mean, he and Denzel are a really good man cover, yeah. man cover corner combo that you got.
1: In conversation with Matt Fontana on Twitter, X at Matt Fontana, 83 host of the Matt Fontana show on big play. So Matt, when we look at this, not just this game, but the rest of this year, Okay, if we're doing the math, we know the Browns, the magic number is 10. And then you're probably gonna have some tie breaks. 11 is the sweet spot. You gotta beat Chicago. Now you you won against Jacksonville, key AFC tiebreaker. That's important. You gotta beat Chicago here, right? Like it's NFC, but outside of Houston. You go to Houston. Now CJ Stroud concussion. Will really he won't he play? I don't know. But that's that's a team that's in it. The Jets are they're tricky. And then Cincinnati, which looked like a sure win, you got this Jake Browning guy tossing up three hundred a couple games in a row.
0: Yeah, it's funny you look at games to say games you felt like were must wins all of a sudden aren't and games that you thought were going to be really, really hard. Well, you won one of them against Jacksonville. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. the same thing, Chicago being at home is, is really helpful. You know, Houston, I just wonder how much like the mental side. So that tank Dell injury. Yeah. I think rocked them. Now they're down Nico Collins, not for the year, but he got hurt and now Stroud is hurt With as young as that team is, they might be. Can they recover? Like everything was going so well for Houston, where everything was was you know clicking, rainbows and sunshine, great. Now they faced a little adversity. Are they going to be able to bounce back? So you look at that game, say, okay, I think that's actually more winnable now than it was. And then the Jets, to your point, I'm a little. A little more afraid of them mm-hmm. if they can get a role with Zach Wilson I don't buy that Aaron Rodgers is coming back and, and that he'll start that game somehow I don't buy that at all so if they can get a role with Zach Wilson they're feisty and then the same thing I'm waiting for the Bengals to come back down to earth I think that might happen with some mm-hmm. games of just some tape on Jake Browning And limiting what they're doing but then all of a sudden what do they do all right we'll find we'll find this chase brown kid who nobody knew we'll give him the football uh and have him go score a bunch of touchdowns so yeah i mean there's a couple games that i think are a little more intriguing and and maybe a little more of a question but to your point i'm with you you need two more on the way out in four games that i'll say this you have four games that are all winnable Mm -hmm. and four games that are all very losable too so yeah. you're in it, you're in the hunt, you're going to rely on this defense, you're going to ro- rely on Flacco to keep doing what he's doing. And I think two wins at the minimum is, is is very attainable, and I think the Browns will do that.
1: With the quarterback play, with hopefully healthier getting on the defense, the problem, though, Matt, is that offensive line, DeWan Jones, out for the year, MCL, that hurts. Like, what? Talk about Andrew Berry credit. Hell of a draft pick, DeJuan Jones. My goodness. But he's gone. So now we're we went from Conklin to Jones, which was great. But now Hudson... Hudson penalties got beat we've seen him get beat he looks like a third string right tackle and you got Jaron Christian who was playing well got burned a couple times with penalties last week and then Pochic I heard Matt it was like a stinger I
0: don't stinger, think yeah.
1: it should keep him out like I agree he hopefully should be back so when we're looking at this Bears team and even the rest of the way you got Montez Sweat coming in who I love coming out of the draft um how concerned should we be about this offensive line?
0: I mean, the help would be coming with Jed Wills coming off of IR, and mm. I, I would assume we'll get some sort of update. I mean, the, the media does a great job of asking Kevin Stefanski about the forgotten IR guys pretty much every week. Yeah. So you would hope that maybe at least the window is going to be open soon for Jed coming back. And then at that point, you would I would slide him back into left tackle, and then if you want to move Christian over to right, that's what I was uh, thinking. If, you know, if you want to try to roll with James Hudson, Wyatt Teller kind of made some comments yesterday that he felt like Hudson maybe got a little bit of a bad rap, you know, in that game on Sunday with some of the calls. To your point, I mean, there's a reason that they didn't put Hudson over at left tackle, uh, mm-hmm. even when Jed went out. So I think your best bet is to try to get Jed Wills back. Then you're gonna ask a position change of Christian to go him over to right tackle. And at that point, I guess here's the positive that I would say is if you can get Jed Wills in there, then you're game planning for just one of your missing offensive line. Right. If he can't come back, you're still game planning for two and with chips and where you're rolling Flacco out or just how that changes the offense. That's a lot. So I would assume your best bet. And for a lot of our hope, get Wills back, plug him back, back in at left tackle You deal with either Hudson or Christian at right tackle. I would probably roll with Hudson. And then at that point, you're just – you're scheming to fix your issues. You are scheming your deficiencies there of keeping a tight end over there, sliding protection that way, having the running back look that way. And you can almost deal with that. So I think a big key will be if they can get Jed Wills back, if not this week, then next week. And that will kind of – you know play things out there, but Brown's going to have some questions in the offseason. What are you going to do Yeah, at my, you know, looking at it, you have three tackles for two positions. Two of those guys have guaranteed money. You're going to have to swallow some. If you want to trade Jack Conklin, I don't know what you do with Jed Wills because Andy there, Dwan Jones has to start. He has got to start for this yes. team next year. Uh, There's a the world. Sure. You want to try to slide him over to left tackle. Sure. Let's give it a whirl but he's going to be your starter. So then your question is who's your odd man out between Wills and Conklin. They're not sitting on the bench. There's no way for the money that they're getting paid. There is no way they're going to sit on the bench. So Andrew Barry's going to have to get creative on what they're going to do there.
1: Yeah. And at center, I like. I thought Nick Harris came and didn't miss a beat yeah. with lack no fumbles, not like credit to him. Yeah. Uh, that was really, and Matt, it's so funny when you have a calm, cool, collected professional veteran quarterback, it hides a bunch of the deficiencies, right? Like, it, he gets the ball out quicks. Where if you had a Dorian Thompson-Robinson running around wide-eyed back there, like I, I love the upside of DTR as much as the next guy, but right now we're interested in playoffs. We're interested in winning, and Flacco gives you the, the, obviously the best the best look at that, and he's fresh,
0: right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, even the touchdown of David Bell, he knew there oh. was an unaccounted Beautiful. rusher. He slid, made the throw, and and scored the touchdown. Beautiful. I mean, that's the 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 veteran, you know, presence to know all those kind of things. But I also think with Flacco, he's not trying to do too much. He's no. doing what he does best. He he's spreading the you know, spreading the football, but really pushing down the field. And he's accurate. He's extremely accurate. That's what you wanted to bring in. You know, there's a question to be had. I even talked about it on my show today about, you know. He's doing what? What you just need a quarterback, to do. So now I look at Deshaun Watson, and I was I'm like, okay, well, if this is all I really need at quarterback right? to go <laughs> win games, uh, you're not you can't undo the contract, you can't undo the trade, but yeah. it's almost the same thing with Watson. I'm like, dude, just don't do too much. Just do what Joe Flacco was doing, yeah. and you're going to play a winning brand of football.
1: So we'll we'll see. And you know what? And I'm going to man, I'm going to focus on enjoying this ride, not get caught up. But yeah, it keeps popping up in my head. I'm like, oh, I keep hearing all that rust. Joe Flacco pretty much was retired. No rust. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, all the all all, all this rust. I, I I'm not buying next year, I'm not buying the rust. Rust is no excuse for me next year for Deshaun Watson. I saw a thirty eight year old guy who can barely move, uh, do what he's doing. So no excuse for him in my well,
0: and now you know what the offense looks like without Watson and it's semi successful. So pretty now good. we know like what's the common you know, I, I equate it to like doing an experiment, right? You need a yeah. control, and then you add your variables. Well, now we've known what this offense looks like without Watson, unfortunately, and you know it can be successful, and you know that they can put up points. So when it comes back to Watson, are they doing too much? Have they changed? I, I don't know. I mean, that's like you said, that's for next year. But they're the pressure is immense because you realize that this team—I mean, you'd love to have Patrick Mahomes or Tua or Jalen Hurts or anything. Sure. But you realize what you can do with just a guy that doesn't, necess- doesn't necessarily – I know the interception – really both interceptions, not necessarily his fault. Right. But still, doesn't really turn the football over. He's accurate, and he gets it to his guys. You just see sometimes that's all you really need.
1: Yeah, and especially – you're entering year three. I don't think this gets talked about enough. Year three of the Watson contract. We only have them for five. Like We're talking about missing time and Russ going into the halfway point of this contract. Like it's, it's right. absolutely wild. So, but you know what? We're going to, we're going to live in the moment. We're going to enjoy it. We'll worry about that next time. One more for you, Matt here. Coach of the year awards. This popped into my head. I thought this was interesting. So a couple of weeks back, it was okay. Maybe D'Amico Ryan's with the Texas, but we talked about it. lots to overcome and you're not overcoming Houston. Uh, Dan Campbell,
0: yeah. bell
1: of the ball, Detroit lions, Mr. Kneecap starting to fumble a little bit. Mike McDaniel, you lost that game last night. Uh, Then you get the Colts and Peyton. Well, Peyton could be a a gamer. Then we get to Kevin Stefanski at plus 1400 odds. And Matt, if the Browns make the playoffs, which we all hope they do, but let's say they even get like the top wildcard spot with four different quarterbacks. I think there is now with the fumbling of the other coaches that we mentioned, um, I think there's a real case that Kevin Stefanski should be coach of the year. What do you think?
0: I, I do. And it's the overcoming. I think the, the award usually always goes to the coach that turned around a crappy team. There, yes. There's usually two coaches that win that award. It's you are on the best team and you are truthfully a big reason of why they win, which is funny. Cause Andy Reed never seems to get that yeah. award, but for recently, it's been a lot of the flash in the pan. You took a really bad team and turn them into something. Matt Nagy, Kevin Stefanski, Dable. Brian Dable. Yeah. When they all win that award, that's what they did. So this year, that is your D'Amico Ryans. You took a really bad team, but, you know, again, where are they in the standings? How good really are they? Then you talk about coaches on the best teams. Okay, Sirianni, okay, they they fumbled a little they bit. fumbled, Yeah. You know, I frankly think Kyle Shanahan should be in that conversation every year, mm-hmm. but it's a little of the Brock Purdy and the MVP. Do you really give them all the credit when you have all the weapons that you do? Uh, we'll see. I'm with on McDaniels. I think them faltering. If I had to place a bet, I would still probably go Dan Campbell. Uh, I think if they get a couple more wins on the way out, it'll be more of a a collective of what he's right. done, not necessarily just right now, but the collective over the couple years that he's had. Because he deserves credit for that turnaround because he Definitely. is directly correlated to the success there of the Detroit Lions. They've been down for so long. So my bet would probably go to Campbell, but I get where Kevin Stefanski deserves some nods. And I've said this for a long time. I think there should be an AFC NFC uh coach of the year. I truly think that should be, I think there's enough to go on both. And if that were the case in the AFC, yeah, I think it would be Kevin Stefanski. I really do. Yeah,
1: and depends. At, like, if, if if Sean Payton wins that division, I'll hand it to him gladly. I, I that mean, would be sweet.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, but I, I guess with Sean Payton. I, I just I just crap on Sean Payton. And I know I don't like every him. chance that I get, so me like too. I'm not a fan. I don't really no, me but, either. <laughs> and for the picks and the money that they gave up, like you should be doing that kind yeah. of stuff. But yeah, I mean, again, I would I, I I would believe that those two would probably be the strongest AFC again with Andy Reid, but a, but Kansas City struggling a little bit too. Exactly.
1: Matt, you've been generous with your time, brother. Tell people where they can find you, the show, all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, I appreciate, it, man. Just follow at Matt Fontaine eighty three. I retweet from our show handle, which is just at Matt Fontaine's show. We're live uh, nine to eleven every morning on Twitter and YouTube are probably the easiest places to stream. You could just go to Big Play too on YouTube and uh, and the Twitter. They retweet all of our feeds, so we stream in like six different places. I know you're all over the place too, Andy. But um, just grab us anywhere you can. Easiest thing would probably be just at Matt Fontaine eighty three and I retweet a bunch of stuff there beauty
1: love it buddy thank you so much talk to you soon
0: i appreciate you bro thanks for Mia. Yeah. all right there he goes
1: matt fontana does great work like he said every weekday uh nine to eleven on big play there so, i, I want to get into a little bit more of these nfl coaching awards here and by the way kids you want to make a, a wager sprinkle a little bet on the coach of the year well you can go to DraftKings Sportsbook. sports book right that's all you need look at that sick sports is the code 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly when you bet just five dollars on any NFL bet. Any NFL bet, five bucks you get one hundred and fifty bonus. You can bet your five on Coach of the Year, Kevin Stefanski, DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm looking at it right now, plus fourteen hundred. He's behind guys like John Harbaugh. Get out of here, Raven Harbaugh. Get out of here, Kyle Shanahan, Sean Payton. Okay, Shane Stry- uh, Steichen with the Colts, eh? It's plus seven fifty. Mike that McD- like plus fourteen hundred. You put your five dollars. I'm not a math guy. That's that's a good payout. Five bucks, six sports, DraftKings is the code, DraftKings Sportsbook app. You got me, Gamble 1-800-GAMBLER, to help you out, of course, but get the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's all the info you need. Games, props, in-game, same-game parlays are super fun too, but also awards there. Six sports is the code, five buck on NFL, Get you 150 bonus. Can't beat it. So I like that. I'm going to do, I'm going to put five on, on Stefanski. Why not? Right? Why not? And I have to say, let me, let me say this on the I mentioned Sean Payton there and the Broncos I don't like Sean Payton I don't like the Broncos However, I think it would be hilarious If after what we saw The behavior of crybaby Patrick Mahomes If the Broncos somehow won the division And forced, forced Mahomes And the Chiefs to go on the road the whole way They've never done it Think about this Okay, as great as, and I obviously give him his due, right? MVP, super talented, but it's a bit much. We see uh, Collinsworth and all these guys falling over themselves. He threw at the three quarter? I saw Joe Flacco throw the ball three quarter uh, arm three times on Sunday. No one said boo, right? Okay, we're over Patrick Mahomes. Guess what? Without Tyree Kill, you're not doing so hot, are you, buddy? And this guy has not had any sort of adversity his whole career. His whole career. Born to a, an MLB father, so you got the athlete gene. You get drafted first round, you have Alex Smith selflessly put himself out of a job to coach you up. Comes in, weak division, wins, never a row game, buys it. And again, deserved, uh, hard work, yada yada yada, and super talent. I understand, but you're freaking out over that call, which was a penalty. And you're bitching that the ref didn't tell you? You self-entitled piece of garbage. Shut up. Your brother's a pervert and your wife's a groupie of Taylor Swift. Get over yourself, Mahomes. You got your 500 mil, you're soft. You're trying to be held back from attacking referee. What are you going to do, slap him? Tickle him? Come on, get out of here. You're soft, and I want to see if you got what it takes, Mahomes, and you got what it takes, Chiefs, to overcome when you, uh, you lead the league in drops. You only got Travis Kelsey. Your running back, Pacheco's out. What do you got, Mahomes? You overcome this, then you're truly great, in my mind. You're going to the Hall of Fame and all that. But that just really rubbed me the wrong way. You're complaining? You want to complain? Remember the 2020 season? Remember the playoffs when that skunk, what was it, Dirty Dan Sorensen, whatever it was, that safety, non-call helmet-to-helmet on Hollywood Higgins? We would have beaten your ass, gone and beat Buffalo championship game. Baker would have beat you. You want to complain about calls and non-calls, okay? Don't talk to me, Chiefs and Mahomes. Oh, I hope, I, I, I hope the Broncos overtake him and overcome it. I just had to get that off my chest. That absolutely drove me nuts. Soft sauce, Mahomes, okay? Let's see how you respond as you're wilting. How does that look to the rest of your team too? When you have, let's say like a stoic rookie, Will Levis with Tennessee. How about that? Levis taking down Miami. That guy since day one has been poised. He's had to overcome. As a rookie, poised, polished professional. You get a non, you get a penalty on a on what was a penalty. And you're going berserk. How does that show to the rest of your team? It shows your panic, shows you're soft, weak. That's my thinking, anyway. Okay. Under the wire, waiver wire. Let's look at some fantasy football stuff here. Let's take a look. Okay, here's what's this is this is fascinating when we look at um, the fantasy football landscape getting into the playoffs here and questions and I just I literally got this question just in as we were on the air from at r rodriguez uh, underscore zero six mahomes or purdy this week hashtag ask andy and you can get your fantasy football questions in on Twitter X at andymc eighty one at browns, hashtag ask andy Instagram too at andy sports so let's You know what let's let's break this down for a moment okay and i I got Mahomes on one of my fantasy teams i'm not too happy about it about his uh lackluster mid-teens fantasy output let's look at brock purdy who by the way remember the browns figured out squashed and sent the 49ers into a tailspin for a month let's look at old brock so last week win over seattle 22.42 fantasy points two tutties and a pick week before against philly Four touchdowns, still unbelievable. Week before that, 18.391 and one and was was pretty ordinary before that. So we're looking at the matchup, you're taking on Arizona. The trouble, of course, with the team as bad as the Cardinals, even with Kyler Murray back, is that um, you get it by too much and then you don't have to throw the ball. So we look at Mahomes in comparison. Oh my gosh, this guy's had, look at this, one guys 120 fantasy point day or more since week seven. Oh my and the last one was uh week 12 14.64 14 you're playing new england that in new england that could be stifling weather could be garbage oh man i gotta say brock purdy my answer is brock purdy on that holy and you got to look at this if we're looking at under the waiver waiver wire pickups if you need a qb you're struggling you guys banged up you got cj stroud whatever unbelievable yeah joe flacco seven percent rostered who's with me who's ready to jump in look at last week with the numbers 311 yards three touchdowns one pick 21.34 fantasy points against chicago i'll take that chicago's defense better right but i would take flacco now, the Tommy DeVito hype, while fun, did you guys see his uh, agent? I, I, like, it, it's it's so comical in the, it's like it's at, right out Goodfellas. So as fun as the Tommy DeVito experiment's been, still in the win yesterday, it's still just seventeen point four two fantasy points. I like the running aspect though, ran ten times seventy one yards, but just one touchdown. Before the bye, they were on bye week thirteen in the win over new england one touchdown 10 fantasy points week before at washington 22.54 so uh, you're playing new orleans you know i personally i I would take Flacco first tommy devito second widely available i think devito is probably gonna be the hotter pickup just name value and all that five percent josh dobbs is done i'm staying away from the vikings as much as possible i'm not um, i'm not touching nick mullins I'm not doing that. Uh, now, do you look at with this Browns game like a Elijah Moore, right? Is that something you look at? Um, I I think Curtis Samuel might be a nice little flex pickup coming out of the bye against the Rams. Looks, I'm just checking, looks like he's healthy. Yes. Curtis Samuel and Sam Howell, quarterback, too, if he's floating around. there, guy just throws the ball. Curtis Samuel could be a nice flex pickup. He is... Uh, He's just 35% rostered. That's a nice pickup there. Tyler Boyd, I know he's out there. I've gotten some questions on him, even with this uh, Jake Browning resurgence. He hasn't got double digits since Week 10. We're not touching him. Uh, Shahid is banged up for the Saints. You can start Puka. He's not going to be there. Tutu, I'm fading on. Elijah Moore, we'd love him to do good, but it's it's just not there yet. I got to see, I'll err on seeing the side of Elijah Moore Pop, especially in the, um, once you're in the playoffs here. And if we take a look quickly at tight ends, you got Logan Thomas coming off by 43% roster. He's been cold that he could always get you. The thing is, again, like I always say, you're looking at guys, they're going to get you eight, nine points. Oh, and make sure, unless you got to go with Keenan Allen, which I'm sure you do. Easton stick for the Chargers with. Justin Herbert out for the year, fantasy death, it's over. Maybe this gives Eckler a chance to really bounce back because he was ice cold going into last week. Let me just see how Eckler – because they were going committee a little bit there. Yeah, Eckler really – Eckler bounced back. Eckler popped. 10-51. and 51. So I think Eckler's a smash start. Um, not that you're picking him up, but if you're questioning it going back, I'd be fine with Eckler, but nobody else really on that, uh, on that Chargers team outside of – you Keenan know, Allen. You got Eastern stick. Come on. Could he flash? I guess, but you're guessing. And I don't want to guess when it comes to the playoffs. All right, guys. We will have this week's special collab episode. Myself and the great Adam Rank from NFL Network and the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank right here because the Bears are playing. He talks Bears. We talk Browns. We're going head to head. We're going to be talking on Wednesday. And then, of course, Sunday's live show, 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, right here, where we go over all the fantasy football starts, sits full Browns preview, betting tips, and all that good stuff. So make sure to click subscribe, notifications on on Twitter at AndyMC81 at SickPodBrowns. Get those questions in, fantasy, betting, Browns, whatever. Use hashtag AskAndy and Instagram at AndyMCSports. Thanks to Matt Fontana. Thanks to the Sick Podcast crew. You've been watching the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. And, and as always, go, Browns.
0: And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.